For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast. I'm your host, the Corey C. And as always, I'm joined by a distinguished group of cohorts. But first things first, be sure to rate and review the podcast. And everyone follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook. Believe me, it all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Joining me today for the first time, we have Mr. Ken Clark. What's up, Ken? Corey, what's going on, man? Just happy to be here with you guys, man. Uh, congrats on the podcast. Uh, great couple of first shows. Enjoyed them. And uh, excited to be here with you guys today talk about some recruiting. Absolutely. We're very excited to have you. We know we, you have a wealth of knowledge. You're a super fan, super alum, super insider. So just looking forward to all the jewels you can drop on us today. I do what I do what I can. <laughs> All right. And welcome back, Mr. Jay Boone, the FBI himself. What up, Jay Boone? <laughs> What's going on, Corey? What's going on, guys? What's going What's on, up, Jay Boone? Oh, yes, All right. And another first timer, another super insider. This guy knows a lot about Jack State Sports. He's very passionate. He's the guy I go to when I when I'm trying to find out what's going on within the program. <laughs> Mr. Clay. What's up, Clay? What's going on, Corey? What's going on, everybody? <laughs> All right, man. We're, Happy to have you. Happy to have you. Exciting time for Jackson State. Exciting time for college football in general because in about a week or so, what do we have coming up, guys? Signing day. Signing day. Signing day. Signing Signing day. day. It's a national holiday. National holiday. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Mike B said it's like Christmas for a grown man. <laughs> it's like you're looking under the tree and what did he say? Oh, what do I have? What does Santa bring me? Oh, a linebacker. I love it. That's right. definitely excited to see. Uh, you know, what what we have in store. So do you guys uh, make any special plans? I know there are p- people who take off work for signing day and do all types of things. So do y'all take off or do y'all just go to the office and close the door? And how, how do y'all keep up with what all is going on? Well, I actually, uh, I actually do take off. I just enjoy the, the whole process, kind of seeing kids excited about making their uh, announcements and who they're be going to play for the next three or four years. Uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. I kind of keep up with it throughout the year. So it's always kind of fun to see who falls where. So it's a big day for me, but most importantly, uh, just kind of keep up with JSU, though. Right, indeed, right. indeed. Of course, uh, you know, I definitely want to keep up with Jackson State, but I like to see where all the kids go, all the Mississippi kids, uh, you know, even the ones who aren't going to Jackson State, like to see where, you know, some of the big-time programs, what they're, uh, you know, who they land as well. So just an exciting day overall. But today we want to talk about the mighty, mighty Jackson State Tigers Hopefully a big signing day coming up. But first, let's kind of look back to last year's team and let's talk about some key players and some key positions that we lost. What are what are the main players or, or positions that we lost that we'll probably be looking to replace and, and fill? Well, Corey, when I when I look at this and I break it down, uh, we're losing a key player on the defensive side, C.J. Anderson. Uh, mm-hmm. Anderson, uh, all, all swag second teamer, 6'3", uh, 290-pound kid that we're going to miss. Uh, 
high motor guy. Uh, right. Played through some inju- injuries, and uh, and he's going to be truly missed. And on the offside, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, Jordan Johnson. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know that was a touchdown machine. You know, but also you know riddled with in- injuries. And it kind of, you know, his senior year didn't go like it, it was planned to go. You know, one thing I'll say about him, you know, four-year guys, uh, mm-hmm. true Jackson State Tigers, talking about a Hattiesburg guy who has, uh, you know, the family he went to Jackson State. So he's a kid. Right. We're talking about uh, Anderson. You know, right. had, you know, family uh, went to Jackson State. So he's been going to the game since he was a kid. So he's just true blue. And then uh, Jordan, obviously, right there, and Terry, you know, came and he ran the ball for us hard. And, you know, obviously those injuries, unfortunate, but – you know, we just love to see a guy come in freshman year and just give it his all and, and uh, just leave it all out on the field every single week. Well, well for me, it was um, – I mean, he mentioned C.J. You can't you can't mention the senior class without talking about C.J. I mean, C.J.'s been starting since he was a freshman. Jordan – I think, you know, Jordan came in that same class as well as Khalil. Uh, seeing Khalil Johnson, uh, right. a, a, a Jackson native, played right over at mm-hmm. Provine High School, 6'6 defensive end. Um He's going to be truly missed, uh, but not only just CJ and Khalil, but we also had two others that we uh, had that were starting uh, quite a few games for us this senior this senior year, uh, which was Tyler Rogers out of Starkville and uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Thayard out of New Orleans. So I think mm-hmm. that DB uh, to lose two starting DBs um, had a lot of game reps, a lot of minutes played, and to mention Jordan, the reason why I didn't mention Jordan, I love Jordan. Um, been a big fan of his since he's been here. I just think the running back room is, is – I think we're healthy in that position. So when exactly. we talk about losing some key players and positions, I think defensive back and defensive line is going to be uh, where it's at because the defense struggled this past season. This is probably one of the – I would say uh, this is this was this was not the dark side. It's like the bright side this past season, man. <laughs> right. Right. With all due respect, yeah. uh, we, right. we just – we have a standard at Jackson State, man. We, we – we expect to have a great defense, and we know Coach Hendrick is a defensive guy, and I don't think he was too proud of the defense that defense was showing. And like I uh, mentioned, man, we had quite a few injuries. So I just think those uh, four guys, um, even mentioning to Neil Alex, uh, he, he's mm-hmm. going to be gone and solely missed right, as well. Right. But those are, those are some key key players that, that stick out for me, though. Yeah, great group of seniors, and, and just going back to, to K.J. Khalil, uh, you know, it was exciting to see him come in as a, you know, as a, as a – Raw freshman, you know, talking about a basketball player, mainly out of Provine, long, lanky kid, but you just saw him just hit the weight room and just work hard and, and really grow and develop into, the, you know, the player that we saw. I think his junior year, for me, that was his, his, his big year, and we expected some big things the senior year, and unfortunately, again, the injury, so he didn't get to finish the way he wanted to, but, you know, right. I love to see just, you know, those guys come in as freshmen, and, and, and most importantly, stay here all four years or all five years and then graduate, so that's that's important to me, and I know you talked about Jordan being, you know, though he at times he's been the heartbeat of the team. Things right. can move forward with him being gone just because of the strength of that, you know, that that running back core that we have. So that was my right. next question. Prior right. to signing day, what are the strongest returning unit? I, I, I think it starts with running back. We have a plethora of backs, and Jay Bloom kind of talked about it on the a couple of pods oh, yeah. ago. Just uh, you know, potentially even having a three thousand yard season just amongst the three main backs. So what do y'all think? Uh, other than the running back, well, including the running backs, what are, what are our strongest positions coming back? Wide receiver. Absolutely, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think you mentioned just to kind of piggyback on running back. I mean, we got. I think Keyshawn Harper is the best running back in the swag. Uh, I think the one thing he struggled with a couple seasons ago was fumbles, and he oh, yeah. didn't put the ball on the field a lot this past season. 
And when he got on the field, man, he produced. He's just he's one of those game breaking uh, running backs that you love to see. Uh, prototypical JSU style running back. But man, we added some major depth uh, with Kimo Clark. Man, you know I'm a Clark. He got an E on the back of his, but he was <laughs> out of out of last year's class. Kimani Clark was. Uh, just something special, along with another freshman out of DeSoto High School, uh, Tyson Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, he wow. came in and just – I wasn't even expecting Tyson to really play, but he kind of shocked me when he got on the field and Same here. Uh, produced right. against uh, South Alabama and, and just kind of took off from there. Had a big run against Tennessee State. Uh, but, yeah, we all know. I think I think we have four starters. I think we're four starters right. deep at running back. Uh, Quinn Brown's coming back. Quinn started quite a bit of – last right. year. Right. So we got four starting running backs that could actually take major um, running back one reps in the in the running back room. Not to mention some other uh, players that uh, we can we can get in the weeds talking about the running back position. But I think wide receiver. I think we got probably the best core of wide receivers that's in the swag. I say it again, but I know everyone feels like their team got the best of everybody. But of course, I, I say I say this with knowledge of this position because. Um, D.D. Bowie, uh, four-star out of Morton, played at Ole Miss coming in. I mean, when we got the ball, when we made it a, our, our business to get the ball to D.D., D.D. produced, man. I mean, one of the top mm-hmm. receivers uh, can be an absolute game-breaker uh, at, at wide receiver. And we also have Warren Newman started with us. Warren Newman returning. We have uh, – mm-hmm. I was told – I was talking to Coach Brady uh, last year, I think, uh, what he was telling me that Terrell Kennedy – has been granted another season of eligibility. I've been told the same. Right, season. me too. So yeah. that's just that's phenomenal. Daniel Crowell, you know, he's good too. He's a been ball. Speak on him, brother. I mean, he go ahead. No, Daniel Daniel Crowell, he's a good possession receiver. You know, tall, yeah. lengthy guy that came in. He was also a four star recruit. So I think he's definitely going to you know have a breakout season next year. He said next on Twitter year. he would. <laughs> you, you beat me to it, man. He is all about Jackson State on Twitter. He's oh, yeah. talking noise and let's go next, you know, let, let's see. He's recruiting. Who wants to be a tiger? That's what I love. Like that's that old school swagger. You know, I even though we only won a handful of games, you know, he's all about it. <laughs> so, so I love, yeah, I also, guys, we got we got Dalen Baldwin. I was just about to say that. He took yeah, the words out of mouth. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I, I was. I was just saying. You know, he didn't get a chance to touch the field this year. Uh, and uh, you know he was a standout player in practice last year, so I'm I'm excited to see you know what he's going to bring to the table this year as well. Definitely, definitely. I I think the offense will be super exciting because we only lost like one or two offensive linemen. I think we right, lost yeah, two offensive. Yeah. yeah, that was it. And, and obviously uh, a, a new offensive coordinator taking the reins, which we'll probably dedicate an entire show to that. We don't have to you know get into that right now. But TC right. Taylor will be interesting to see what kind of. Wrinkles he, he adds. We know he's knowledgeable Jackson State guy, and I know he's excited. You know, we're talking to him from day one, and, you know, he's, he's just ready to go. So we'll be looking to see what that offense looks like. And, and Ken, you kind of you, – you beat me to it. I was definitely wanting to go into that next. Just those early signees from December, uh, you know, you, you mentioned one, but I'll just go down the list. We had have Terry Joyner coming in, 6'2 linebacker, Northeast Mississippi Community College, former Knoxville – County high school kid, and you guys know how we do in Knoxville County. Yeah. Oh man, I don't think we've ever we haven't ever, have we ever brought in someone from Knoxville County who didn't work out. No, nah, not that I know. Yeah, of. Not nah. that I know of. So I mean, know, when I see that, I'm, I'm excited. That's uh, just know, a football factory out of there, man. I mean, oh, yes. advances. I mean, you go, you can go all the way back, man, for oh, yeah. years out of Knoxville County. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we can name. Top we can look at Kadarian Barnett. Yeah, he's back. 
He's back. Go ahead. No, I was saying he only played in five games and, and finished them five games with just 31 tackles. Right. That's, that's the, and some of the other guys ain't finished with 48 that played in the <laughs> linebacker position. Right, you know, so, right. So he was yeah, truly, it was, truly missed. Yeah. He, really, he really was, man. The way the way that we played him in that scheme, the three three five uh right. scheme, we used him coming off the edge quite a bit at the linebacker position. He was man, he was quick off the line. He was a small linebacker, he but he was uh had a lot of fat, had a lot of speed, you know, to get to the quarterback. So it, he was sorely missed once he once he got hurt. But uh it's good right. to know that he uh there's potential of him returning uh for his senior season for next season. Absolutely. That'll be good for and the of defense. Course, we we have right. Hampton and then just adding to uh to that linebacker mix, Terry Joyner, excited to see six two athletic kid. Uh, right. so you know, again, can't wait for him to to hit the field. Uh this is a big signing, I think. Paxton Branny. I think so long too. Long snapper. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, so how how important is that to sign a, a long snapper? Is that normal for for a college to use a, a full scholarship on a, on a long snapper? That's something that we need. How do you guys? We feel need about it. That? I, we need. We it. needed that bad. Yeah. So <laughs> special teams, was, you know, was, yeah. right. Special team was one of our sore points last year, so we definitely needed a guy to come in that was going to step right in in that position. So Paxton Brandon was needed. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about the Southern game, I mean. That that game changed with the right. I want to say a bad snap. I mean, we were, we pretty much dominated our rival, and it's just from that little one moment, the whole change, the uh, whole trajectory of the game changed, and we wound up losing that game. But uh, when I saw us, uh, uh, that's that's really what I got out of the early signing. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll stay on Paxton, but I thought the coaches did a great job of addressing specific Their needs. Right. I, I think yes. I thought it was a this was a. This whole uh, signing class is really a needs-driven uh, approach, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things I, I, I. You may not get a lot of splash, but many times in the past we've gotten splash and we've uh, we've been excited in, in signing day, and, and it didn't pan out. So this right. year, I think everybody's being cautiously skeptical about who we bring mm-hmm. in, and right. I think um, I think we're gonna get some jewels out of this uh, signing class, if you ask me. And I like well, when the expectations are low, so guys can kind of come in. Quietly and be like a Kimani Clark or be like a Tyson yeah, Alexander, right? Come right. shock us on the field. But great, I, I know that's that's music to, to Tiger fans' ears. Just, just hearing what you're saying uh, about the class, and you know, if you guys, if anyone's listened to the first two episodes, you know me when it comes to recruiting. I talk about recruiting with intent, recruiting with a purpose. So, according totally. to Ken, that's what we're doing. So I love to hear that. And uh, you know, just kind of uh, sticking with that that theme, or going back to your guy that you, <laughs> it's just so excited so, to talk about. Yeah, so Josh Rice, man, uh, last year, um, just kind of always – what I try to do is just try to retweet everything Jackson State-related sports, anything, whether it's women's basketball, golf. I mean, not golf, but uh, yeah, we need golf back. But anyway, I, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking bowling, bowling, softball, whatever it is. I try to retweet it and just try to get as many um, uh, retweets and likes and uh, bring as much attention to Jackson State as possible. So Josh actually inboxed me. In December of 2018, so he inboxed me. And he was like, "Man, I really wanna, I wanna come to HBCU." And at this time, he was a freshman in Santa Ana. And uh, you know, anytime someone said he wanted to play HBCU, playing the swag, my ears immediately perk up. And we started to have the conversation. Um, I asked him to send me. I, first thing we talked about was his grades, and I was like, "Hey, man," uh, I asked him about his eligibility and his stats, and you know, the the the, the small talk initially. And then I saw that the first thing that came to mind was 
are you related to Jerry Rice? <laughs> so let me go ahead and put that out. I see, I see a there. lot of yeah fans. Yeah, he, he's not he, that we know of. He's not a uh, he's not um, related to Jerry Rice uh, uh, that we know of. So anyway, with that name and just kind of talking, I looked at his size and some. And I saw some of his films. I was like, man, this kid is this kid is special, man. So uh, he just absolutely killed it this past year. I think he finished with uh, I want to say about seventy catches. Uh, well over yeah. a thousand and something yards, seventeen touchdowns in two years of JUCO. And if anybody's right. familiar with JUCO, man, that's 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 killing it. That's outstanding. That's, that's, outstanding. that's, that's, that's outstanding. outstanding. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see Rice on the field. Big six three kid. Like I said, he can go up and get it. Coach Hendrick seems excited about him as well. So you know, looking forward to this this wide receiver core that we have coming back. Also, we have Logan Bowers. He's a kicker punter out of transfer out of East Tennessee State University. So. Uh, how, was that needed? That signing? How, how how big is that to get a kicker? That was probably the biggest signing we we found. <laughs> if you ask me, <laughs> I, I, I like I like Salazar. You know, with all due respect to him, I mean he played uh, some good years behind uh, uh, Jockham, and yeah. but mm-hmm. his yeah. uh, his, uh, his year wasn't. It was a little up and down, man. He was he was probably fifty percent, and I'm probably putting it generously. So. I'm hoping Logan can come in. I think he got three years of eligibility uh, mm-hmm. with us, and uh, we're looking for him to come in. I've seen a lot of his videos, uh, kicking him from 50-plus. So we're excited to have him, man. Good pickup. Absolutely. And we, we finished it off with two defensive linemen out of JUCO. We have uh, Rodell Washington, 6'3", kid out of Southwest Mississippi Community College, and Tashawn Brinkley, big kid, 6'6", out of Coland. So, uh, you know, that, that D-line, you know, hey, we definitely want to put some pressure on the quarterback, and you know we can't have too many defensive linemen. So, have you guys had a chance to take a look at those kids? Absolutely, I do. I did. I um, uh, hate to keep jumping in there, but like I said, it's. Um, I think uh, just from talking to a couple of the coaches, I think uh, like one of the things they did mention was uh, the kids that they're bringing in for this recruiting class. Uh, they bringing they're not bringing anybody in to sit. So we mentioned uh, Khalil and both CJ leaving. I think these two. Uh, these are plug and play guys. I mean, they're coming in immediately upperclassmen. They can uh, both uh, they they can both fill those positions. If you notice, CJ moved from the nose to the actual defensive end this past season. Mm-hmm. So, I think Riddell and Brinkley can come in and fill those two roles to uh, kind of bolster up that D line along with um, Justin Reagan and um, I want to say uh, Mitchell Brian Mitchell still there. We still got Vincent mm-hmm. McIntosh on the on the D line as well. But these two, I think I look for them to be immediate plug and play guys. Good size on the two. That was my next question. You know, who do you guys think can make an immediate impact? We have any day one starters in there? Who do y'all like most out of that group? I like. Uh, I'm intrigued about Rice with that size, and then uh, you know, you say Terry Terry Joyner. Who's that? Yeah, definitely Terry Joyner. When you look at his stats, you know, 113 tackles, seven and a half tackles for loss, six two two fifteen. Noxie B County, Mississippi. You can't go wrong there. So I think Terry Joyner is going to be a day one starter. I see all six of them, honestly. Contribute. It, it just depends on what type of work they do in the spring. Yeah. I can agree with that. We did add an offensive lineman out of Itawamba. He was a late signee. I, I, I don't have his name in front of me right now, but we did bring in an offensive lineman right. from Itawamba Community College. Correct. Correct. So we, we look forward to seeing these kids as early as, as spring. Are they all enrolled? Uh, all of them. Uh, all of them are currently on the campus uh, and taking JSU classes now. So, All right. And there's another name who, uh, who didn't uh, – he wasn't a signee, but he is enrolled. He is a mid-year guy coming out of Coffeefield 
community college, six three defensive end, outside linebacker. We're talking about Mikael Pillow Smiley. Uh, like I said, he wasn't in that signing class. He had some uh, some off the field issues he had to work out, but I think we're all clear there. And uh, you know, from his film, man, this guy looks like uh, someone who can make an impact. I don't want to jump oh, yeah. on, but you know, high motor kid all over the field, and he's excited. He's he's humble. Whatever went on, I think he's past it, and he's ready to play some football. So he's a kid who I'm really looking forward to seeing. I'm gonna say this about Michael uh, Pillar. I, I was outside of Josh Rice. This is probably my most favorite person that we picked up. It was kind of a quiet pickup, but one of the things I do want to mention to him that, that I, I learned from just having dialogue with him is he's a student of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, when I talk to him, when I say he literally, he dissected every single aspect of Jackson State football from last year. From the I, film that he saw? I was, I was blown away. This kid, watched, wow. he literally watched every single game that Jackson State played last season. That is a breath of fresh air. And he told me, these are his exact words, that Jackson State has every single piece that's needed in order for us to win a celebration bowl. He was like, man, I'm coming in. I I got a chip on my shoulder. You know, he made a mistake, like like we all do. Some of us don't get caught for the mistakes that we made when we was young, (laughs) two-year-olds. That's right. (laughs) But he made a mistake. He's he's rebounding from it, you know, um, and – the kid is um, – I thought his motor coming off the edge, yeah. I think he's going to be a, a, a sack machine. That's my hope for him. I think the ceiling is, is high. And I will say this too. I think that he's uh, – I think he fits Coach Hendrick's defensive scheme. Uh, one thing about his scheme uh, in talking to some of the coaches is um, Coach Hendrick's scheme, at three three five. a lot of us don't really like that scheme. Uh, I, I remember when we was doing the coaching show, and Coach Hendrick was at the end bar, and I asked uh, him when he was with Rob J. When we were getting ready to play Kentucky State, I was like, hey, Coach, how do you think the triple option is going to – how do you think we're going to do well with that three three five? I think we all know how that turned out, but <laughs> what I'm making is in his scheme, um, he was talking about how he gives up some size for speed. It's not designed for the defensive lineman to, to get tangled up with O-linemen. So um, you, that's why you see a lot of – I would say smaller defensive ends that are like he, he looks for speed. So Michael Pillar is the perfect prototypical defensive end that fits Coach Henry's scheme. He kind of the same position. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's always great to have you know some, some smart kids you know on the field. Right? You know, he's studying the film, studying the film all the time. It seems like he's he's a you know, pretty smart kid. And I was like, this guy's gonna be a coach one day. Hey, we just want him to get through uh, Jackson State. <laughs> I want him to. <laughs> I just want All him right. to be an impact player, man. But he can definitely. I think so too. I think so too. You're right. All right. So, what position do you think we missed out on in the early signing period where we could, you know, use some immediate help? Now, of course, it's not too late. We still have time to go out and get some guys. But we're in the area where you was, we were hoping right. that we could. Well, for me, man, you know, I didn't know about the offensive line, so uh, you know, I was definitely looking for the offensive line. You know, you know, we're losing two guys to graduation, so I felt. We really need to commit your guys to come in and make an impact immediately. We got a really, really good O line coach and oldest, you know, who's finally had a year Absolutely. under his belt to bring in his kids. You know, it's a game like the Alabama State game, the Grambling game, the All Corn game that really makes you cringe, you know, when the running game falters. So just looking at the stats, we gave up 40 sacks wow. in 2019. 46. Wow. 40. Wow. So just that alone, I, I want to see more offensive linemen. I think you hit the nail on the head right there, man. I thought we uh, we missed out on two offensive linemen that I was hoping that we were going to get. 
uh, at the same end that uh, that Josh came on his the big six nine kid out of Iowa Western Community College, Tyus Phillips, that wound up eventually signing with Prairie View. Right, right, yeah. man. Because I, I thought we was, uh, I thought we would get him. Uh, actually, Prairie View signed two of the offensive line we were trying to uh, bring yeah. in, but yeah. another one was uh, John Allen, kid out of Colin. Um, I think he was a center, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, we was kind of hoping that we would. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, Clayton. We say I thought we would have hit a couple of home runs on the offensive line. I think Coach O, o is a phenomenal recruiter, uh, but I think he would even attest that he was. Uh, hoping one of the things I will say, I mean, he even he, he even asked one time that hey, hey, ask the alums to follow this kid and, mm-hmm. and, and, and show some love, man. That stuff matters, right. man. It matters. So in, in, in this day and age, yeah, that's what the kids are looking for. So you know, that's something that we as a you know as a fan base can definitely do a better job of. But you know, in the words of, of, of Jay Boone, and this is an inside joke, so y'all may not get it. But as far as the you know, position that we didn't feel that we should have, Jay Boone always says. We got, plenty of time. <laughs> we got plenty of time. I, I get that. I get that. We got plenty of time to go get it. I get that. Hey, we, we, we like to tease him about that. Let me let me throw one more thing in there about the O-line. I, that was just early signing. I will say this, though. This past weekend with the uh, recruiting visit that we had, we had he had a he, – he, he bat three for three on, on the O-line, and I think we oh, got yeah. some really yeah. good high schools coming in that he's excited about. And one of the things uh, – uh, he mentioned is the need to balance the roster out. I mean, we got a lot of upperclassmen, um, offensive linemen that are returning. Yeah, we got nine season. coming back, right? We got nine Absolutely. coming back, I think. So uh, we needed, he needed to, he needed to balance it out and get some, get some, uh, some baby tigers in there on the O line. We don't want the babies, but you know, we, we, uh, we needed, a, we needed some freshman O linemen to come in. So even did. though we put a couple of JUCO guys, uh, I also know that uh, he's looking to take. Um, we're looking to to to, to go after a center from a, from the May grad. In the May grad uh, portion of signing day, but we got to get past signing right. day, but right. that is something that uh, right. I did want to throw out there. So the O line has definitely been addressed. Got a lot of depth. We wanted a little bit more. Missed on some JUCO guys, but we got some really good young talent coming in. Kid out of Holmes, uh, Holmes County, and two kids out of Douglasville. I think from over there where you at, Corey? Douglas Douglasville County or something Douglas like County. that. Yeah, Douglas, Douglas County. County. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so. All right, all right. Well, we're looking forward to that signing day, which we'll get to that in a second. But right now, just to uh, change the subject to some sad news. I know we've all heard about it, but, of course, uh, the great Kobe Bryant has left us uh, in, a, in a helicopter crash along with his daughter and seven other people. And, uh, you know, that it does kind of connect with Jackson State in a way because we have two former players who were teammates with Kobe. A lot of people probably don't know this or at least don't remember this, but uh, first and foremost, Lindsey Hunter won a championship with the Lakers yes, back he in the did. early 2000s. So, you know, obviously, uh, you know, he's a Jackson State legend, and he had a relationship with, with Kobe. And mm-hmm. uh, he released a statement through Mississippi Valley State Athletics. Uh, it says, uh, if you love basketball, a part of you has been lost. That's Kobe right. was the prime example of how to build the perfect basketball player. Work ethic unmatched, mentality unflappable, and drive unmatched. The saddest part is that the second chapter of his life with life with his daughter was setting up to be better than the first. God bless his wife, kids, and parents. We lost a giant, legend, and trendsetter. May his legacy live forever. And uh, Trey, he posted a picture on his uh, social media of, of him on the Lakers bench sitting right beside Kobe. And he said, truly an honor, RIP mama. So, a sad day, and you know, I'll, I'll always remember where I was when I got the news. And it's ironic we were all we were all uh, group chatting 
Right, right. Actually putting together this this uh, show, just talking about what we wanted to go over. And uh, Jay Boone out of nowhere just comes in and says, Corey, is that true about Kobe? Uh, you know, I guess he knows I'm a big Lakers fan. So <laughs> the first thing I said was uh, Kobe Gates. I'm thinking Jackson State sports. So, you know, the former uh, Jack State player tied in, Kobe Gates. I said, Kobe Gates or Kobe Bryant? And then he let me know the news, and I said, ah, it can't be true. And then obviously we got word it was true. So, you know, tragic, tragic day, and uh, you know, we'll mourn the loss of Kobe forever. Uh, so what are you guys' thoughts? Or I know, I know, Ken, you took it pretty hard. Well, I think we all did. The entire world did, but I know yeah. Ken took it pretty hard. So Yeah, it was right, it was – it was tough, man. I, I sat in my car for like forty minutes, just kind of, just kind of staring at the phone, like this, this can't be right. And I think uh, it felt like time stopped a little bit. So, oh, yeah, and then, like, man, just, and, and and having three daughters, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a father of three daughters, and knowing that uh, Gigi, which I was excited to see her grow up and kind of see what she was gonna give us. She was a really good baller, and the other families, man, it was tough mm-hmm. to see. Nine people lost their lives in that, and it was just gut wrenching, man. So, uh, my heart goes out to everyone, man. And uh, I think the the world lost a a giant yesterday, a piece of the world, a piece of everybody died yesterday, man. That's, that's my take. Indeed, he will truly be missed. So let's have a moment of silence for the great Kobe Bean Bryant, the Black Mom. Before I came here to Jackson State University, I wasn't as involved in high school. But when I came here, it was a numerous amount of opportunities for me to expand my palate and expand and um, what I wanted to do in my actual career. The college business is a very close-knitted environment. It feels like a family here, not only with students, with employees as well. Here at Jackson State, we're more than a number. My name is Christian Williams, and I'm a business student here at Jackson State University. All right, we are back and we are excited uh, with signing day coming up next Wednesday, February 5th, and we're going to have a signing day party, 7 p.m. at the M Bar. So we're inviting all the fans to come out and, uh, you know, Coach Hendrick will be there and talking about the signees and, you know, really celebrating because I'm expecting a, a huge class, not necessarily size-wise, but just as far as the talent that we're going to bring in. So it's Wednesday night, 7 p.m. at the M Bar, be there or be square. So speaking of signing day, what are, you, what are your expectations for signing day? Are you expecting a, a splash? I know we're not going to sign a big class, but as far as the, the guys that were coming in, we're expecting to bring in some good guys? I'm looking to, you know, sign some uh, DBs uh, because – after next year, we'll be losing quite a few of those guys back there. So I expect them to sign about four or five DBs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see us bringing in another uh, defensive lineman. I, will, I would love to see that as well. I think yeah, I, I think uh, kind of to, to piggyback on that, I just think um, my expectation is simple, just to get the guys that committed to signing their letter of intent. Um, I think we're going to I think with the approach that the coaches are taking, I mean, I think um, on last week's, uh, not this past uh, recruiting visit, but the week prior, we had quite a few young DBs. So I'm like, like Bruno stated, I think we, I think we'll bring in about four of those, uh, four DBs, uh, maybe three, uh, three O linemen, a uh, couple of, a um, couple of big time wide receivers, a couple of wide receivers, hopefully. Um, 
still want to get a couple of those in. So I'm, I'm hoping, hoping that the guys that committed just signed their letters of intent. And then uh, hopefully we get a couple of surprises, man. I mean, that's. And which of those man. guys uh, came on an official visit would you say you're most excited about? I know we have those you know, three old linemen who, who committed. So would you say those are probably the guys you're most excited about? For me, it's JV and Adams. Okay. Yeah, you know, he's a kid from Hodge Bay, Mississippi, who's supposedly committed. So, you know, you're talking about 183 tackles, five interceptions, two fumble recoveries, you know, a QB hurry, you know, he blocked three field goals. You know, he also played kick returner. So a guy like that would definitely be a boost to the roster. And that's huge because, you know, we're talking about Olive Branch and you know what they're about up there. And that's not a place that we're able to go in all the time and land the guy. So if we can get him, that would be huge. And hopefully that can op- open that door. We can start building that relationship. He can come down and have some success. And you can tell the underclassmen that we can develop a pipeline. We talked about how well we've done in Knoxville County. But I think Olive, places like Olive Branch, you know, if we can get in the door up there, I think that will really boost us up as far as recruiting-wise here in the state. Right. Definitely agree. What position, uh, you know, you think would hurt us the most if we don't upgrade it? Uh, I think um, I think deep, deep defensive line and defensive DBs. back, honestly. DBs, um, yes. deep DBs. defensive back yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, we losing um, like five seniors this year, and we um, next year we're gonna have six seniors. So it's like almost you know eleven guys. So we definitely need to bolster that up. And, and if we if we're not able to upgrade those positions, you know, through the, the signing class, who are some players that redshirted last year or played sparingly? You know, that you think can really step up and play a more prominent role this season? Not necessarily just DBs, not, but just in general, any position. I, I got two, Keyshawn Williams and Devontae Davis. Uh, yep. Devon, I, had him, I had Devontae down too. <laughs> Devontae Davis and Keyshawn, Keyshawn Williams, yeah. Uh, Coach talked highly of both of these guys. And, and if you paid attention to his mid-year signing, he mentioned uh-huh. Keyshawn Williams a lot. He did. Uh, Keyshawn Williams was a, a transfer out of, from Rutgers, a 6'3", 302-pounder. Uh yeah, uh, he he played. I think he had he was injured like his senior year or something like that. So he really didn't get the chance to play up there at Ruggles and got lost and he transferred down. Um, and also uh, Jamani Crane, he oh, came yeah. on pretty strong yeah. towards the end of the yeah. season as well. Yeah. I, I got a couple of different names. Uh, I'm I'm expecting to see a little bit out of. I mean, we already mentioned Dalen Baldwin. I know he. Yeah, I mean, kind of come in to make a major impact in the wide receiver room. One other wide receiver that we, we don't want to forget about, we signed a three-star last year uh, that redshirted because the injury was uh, Brandon Sanders out of Alabama. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, I think he has the potential to come in and, and get some uh, some major playing time. But Keith Lopez out of New Iberia, Louisiana. I'm excited about him. Talk kid. kid. Talk kid. Uh, Keith was basically had a basketball body, but I think with uh, Edgar getting him in the strength and conditioning program and getting him bulked up a little bit, maybe picked up five to ten pounds, uh, a muscle, uh, looking for him to come in and be a big, big uh, force off the edge. Uh, you mentioned Devontae Davis, but another kid from the defensive back standpoint is uh, Robert McDaniel. He's, he's a, he was a, he redshirted. He was a freshman, uh, true freshman last year, redshirted. He popped out if he was watching him on the film from a practice standpoint. I think he's going to be – he's a big 6'2", and he has a body, man. His body is uh, already a uh, grown man body. You know, he, he chiseled up like a – like a brick house, man, um, at playing safety. So 6-2, we still got uh, Jenkins and we got Berthy coming back, but I still feel that uh, Robert McDaniel will be uh, a major impact uh, player from the defensive safety position. Also, um, David Erickson. Yeah, Erickson. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was oh, pretty yeah. good for us like, his freshman year as well. He was. He was. All right. I hope I hope I hope Kevin Berthy, uh he was injured all last year. Safety, starting yeah. safety seasons ago. Hopefully he can 12. come back. And he, he finally got, you know, towards the end of the year, I think he kind of got cleared to play. I don't think it would have been, you know, necessarily the best decision no, to bring him back at that though. point. But but the fact that he was clear is my point, you know, so you know, with I, that injury, you, you never know. Uh, so, you know I'm, I'm going to throw back. something out there since we, since we got the platform. I'm going to throw something out there for the, for the coaches to hear. I, I seriously hope that we take uh, Dimitri Vance and we, we, we reposition him to – Linebacker. I agree, bro. I agree. I definitely agree. He he brings the thump when he hits. He brings the thump. He brings the thump. I think sometimes he get lost in coverage. I think he's a he was a four star DB uh, that we brought mm-hmm. in. Uh, uh, but I just think with the depth that we have, and I think with his size, and if you consider Keontae, oh, man, I think he can. I think he. I think he can do. Uh, make some make some noise at the linebacker position. But agreed. agreed. Well, I can tell you, a lot of fans are echoing that. So you know, we'll see. What happens, and uh, I think uh, you know he, he needs to be on the field. And I think last year he was trying to get get his feet wet, but I'm looking for him to step up because highly recruited out of high school. I know that doesn't always mean a whole lot, but you know he's a guy who I'm really expecting some big things uh, from. Now let, let's just switch over to the quarterback position. Now, obviously, uh, you know we have Jalen as the incumbent. We have you know Casey who got his feet wet last year, but do you think we need to bring in another quarterback? If so, uh, should we look at a high school kid? You go JUCO route, a guy who has a little bit of experience can step in, or should we? Try to wait and land another, uh, you know, big time transfer. I think we need an older guy in that position. Yeah. Um, being that we have already have, you know, you have Brandon Mallory. He'll come on as redshirt freshman. Mm-hmm. You got Quincy Casey and uh, Jalen Jones. They are, these are young guys. Uh, also, Matt Little was just a sophomore last year. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that we need to go the JUCO route with this. And if we get lucky enough to get a D one transfer, that's a plus. Right. Right. I think the same well, thing. We definitely need to go the JUCO transfer route. You know, we're losing, you know, Derek Ponder. So you want to bring in a guy with that same experience or close to it. So I don't think it would be good to go get a high school kid when we got a lot of young kids already on the roster. Now, we were, you know, after a high school kid, local kid, we, Ken, uh, big kid, 6'4", 220, uh, Jacoby and Morgan. Lost him to Syracuse, at least from a commitment standpoint, verbal commitment. Three-star kid on uh, 247 Sports. So, that kind of lead, uh, leads you to believe the staff is looking more high school, or was that kid just so special? They said, "Hey, we want to go ahead and offer this kid, even though uh, we may, you know, need a more experienced kid." I think, I think they're was, leaning more towards the special part of it, okay, versus a need. It was also, I think, they also from from the approach, uh, just kind of through a conversation, uh, we're looking more of a high school route. We did we did recruit some JUCO quarterbacks, but uh, we had the kid out of Hines Community College that actually uh, committed to Grambling. Uh, we thought he would have. He would have been a great addition in the quarterback room. I just right. don't think that had he come to Jackson State, I don't think he would have wanted to to, to wait. Uh, I'm gonna probably take more of an uh, an unpopular opinion about this, and I'm just kind of tired of the quarterback carousel at the quarterback. Yeah. I don't think that's unpopular. I, I don't think that's I, unpopular. I, opinion. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it this. I'm gonna say this, and I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna people know how I am, and I I just for those that know me, it, I I think Jalen did enough to be QB1. And if Jalen is going to be a true sophomore that's starting at quarterback for Jackson State next year, then you almost have to go high school. And here's why. I, I get the thought of bringing in an older guy, uh, but I just think that I, – I just I, – I, for me, it's it's high school. And you, you, you redshirt a guy, you bring him in, you redshirt him, and – 
by the time Jalen is a senior, this guy is a redshirt sophomore. Think about it. So you kind of have your ceiling. I mean, you have your floor. I know we have Brandon Mallory. That's a redshirt freshman. I know we got Quincy mm-hmm. Casey. I think he's right, going right. to play minutes this year. But um, it has not since. If we go back to, I'm going to say Clayton Moore was the last starting, officially starting quarterback that we've had at Jackson State since comedy has been gone. Ever right. since then, it's been a rotation. Maybe, Maybe Lamont has Ivy. We say Ivy, but Ivy got hurt. And after that, yeah. it, was, it was quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. And we just haven't found the stability in that position. Jalen gives us right, right. fans to have pending no injuries, pending right. uh, everything pans out. I think with a kid like Jalen, man, we have the potential to – I think he's dynamic, and I think he, we have the potential to have a quarterback staple for the next three years, including Definitely. Quincy Casey. Including Definitely. Quincy Casey. I know he got – I'm a big fan of his as well. Uh, I just think they're two different style of quarterbacks, and I just think it's a good problem to have. Jalen's a star. Yeah, Jalen's a star <laughs> already. You know, him, Jalen already. Yeah, Hendrick already stated in one of his interviews, you know, he's like he want right. to get he want to find guys to block for Jalen. So Jalen is a star. That's, that's, that's done. I, I have – I have one final question for you guys. Your wish list. What player or position would you like to see us go out and land via transfer? When I say that, I mean, you know, it's kind of looking back to how we got Jalen Jones, you know, big-time kid, big-time recruit, four-star, was in the SEC program. Obviously, things didn't work out. So, fortunately for us, he landed in our lap. So, if we could repeat that same exact exact thing this year, mm-hmm. what position would you like that to be or, what, or, or player? And when I say what player, like a Nigel Knott who just entered the trans, transfer portal. I, I think that's what you start. Okay. Go ahead, Clay. You good? No, I just said I, I wanted a, you know, a, a D tackle. You know, we were like ninth in the swag in rushing defense. So I wanted a really good D tackle, you know, a Dion Pope type of guy that can come yeah. in in that 3 3 5 and then dominate. So that would be on my wish list. I, I think, I think you, you said, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. Defensive tackle. Because uh, I always, I was curious. That's the first thing I look at with these defensive linemen. I'm looking at that size, man, because I just feel like right. the, anytime you run a 3-4 or 3-3-5, you just want that slug in the middle, man. Just, yeah. Just uh, to take up they, that. run up. Right. To run up, man. But at the same time, you mentioned Nigel not I mean, family ties to Jackson State, kid out of Germantown uh, High School. Um, I actually tweeted him. I said, hey, come on home, bro. <laughs> so I hey, hope he's here. Yeah. Well, he, has, he, he has, has a brother. A brother his brother's on the team, so that, that doesn't hurt. He's already had some uh, some pictures on uh, social media on campus working out with some of the players. So he already has a brother there. So so we'll see. You know, that that's uh, hot off the press. So we'll see how that story develops. I know the coaches are well aware of him just being a metro area guy. So, you know, if it's meant for us, it, we'll get him. If not, let's just move forward. And, uh, you know, let, let, I'm, I'm excited regardless. I'm, I'm looking for big things. We're long overdue. It's time to restore the roar, as Mike B likes to say. So, you know, let's start here with signing day, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, but that'll do it for this episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thanks to all of our listeners. And, again, be sure to rate and review the podcast. Leave a comment or question while you're at it, and we'll be sure to read it on air. Everyone follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook. Can't stress the importance enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show and tell every Tiger that you know we're on every podcast 
platform. There's no excuse for not finding us. So we'll be posting the shows on Facebook as well. We look forward to your support. Thank you to all of our guests. We look forward to having you guys back. We could go on all night. We have to end it at some point. And on that note, go, go Tigers. Tigers. Go Tigers. This episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club was recorded with heavy hearts as we mourn the loss of the great Kobe Bryant. News Channel 12's Samaria Terry caught up with former Jackson State standout Trey Johnson, who was teammates with Kobe on the Lakers. I studied him when I was at Jackson State. I studied his game film. I studied his YouTube clips, uh, you know, his details of the game. You know, I, I wanted to, I wanted that mentality. I wanted to be that person and then to first play against them, you know, when I was in Cleveland and, and to see it up close and personal that way and then to become his teammate and just to see the drive and, and the mind and the work ethic was just unmatched. I had never seen anything like that. Anybody who touched the basketball, who, who's been a fan of, of the game you know, over the past 20, 25 years, I mean, Kobe Bryant, was etched in the fabric of, of the game of basketball and the culture of basketball, especially in, uh, you know, these basketball communities around the world. I mean, the game is so global now. I mean, everybody and their, their parents know who Kobe Bryant is. It's not just the name. They know the face. They know the brand. They know the mentality. They know what we stood for. young, but uh, I'm not going to back down from anyone. Uh, I'm just going to play hard. And, uh, no, who knows? Dear Kobe. Dear Kobe. Dear Kobe. Dear Kobe. Dear Kobe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Kobe Bean. Kobe, thank you, man. Dear Kobe. Thank you. Thank you for your passion, your commitment, and dedication to basketball. Thank you for showing us that number 24 isn't just a number on your jersey, but the amount of hours in a day that you have to devote to the game to be the best. Thank you for giving and giving and giving. Thank you for pushing through when your body says no, but your heart says yes. Thank you for the games that you refuse to lose and the ones you always seem destined to win. Thank you for your endless drive, for showing us that even on your worst day, there's nothing else to do but push harder. For showing us there's no such thing as magic, but only hard work. Thank you for playing the game the way it was meant to be played. Thank you for teaching us to believe in ourselves, even when nobody else did. For 20 years, you gave our game all you had, and we are eternally grateful. Thank you for being you, competitor supreme, Thank you for loving the game of basketball. Congratulations, and uh, we're going to keep chasing you.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.